Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. I'm going to begin with a sermon, and uh, let me open in prayer real quick. Good, I petition you for the understanding of the brothers and sisters to be enhanced, where they are able to understand what I minister to them, the Word of God, to be able to take it and to put it into action in their lives and to use it usefully. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. All right. How long will a person go on suffering? Job chapter 30, verse 29 says, I rise in the assembly and cry for help. So many of us are crying for help to the Creator. But how many of those actually find it? If they search their hearts and uh, apply Bible principle and Bible knowledge, they find the help that they need. Tell us about seeking for help from good, crying out for help during congregation meetings. This is what many of us do when we attend the congregation or you attend the blog talk radio service at Good House 1968. You're crying out for help and you're getting the knowledge that's actually helping you. Knowledge from the Tana. It says in Psalms verse 119.84, how long can your servants stay alive? When will you bring judgment on my persecutors? Here we see the brother asking the creator for some help because before he sees shoulder death. So many of us are crying out and asking for help before we pass on our deathbed. And many of us find this help from the creator because they applied Bible principle. If we apply Bible principle, there's no help far reachable for us. It says in Psalms verse 119, verse 82, My eyes fail from watching for your promise of deliverance from spiritual scenes. It says, I ask, when will you comfort me from those visions? When will you bring my persecutors to judgment? For they have nearly brought my life to an end on earth. So many of us suffer so badly yeah, we suffer persecution at the hands of our enemies. It is almost to death. For a lot of us, it is to death. But remember, the Creator is there for us to help us. And if we pray to Him and do not forget to pray to Him, and pray within the boundaries of His laws and regulations, we will receive help, or you will receive the ability to endure through persecution. So remember this, prayer is a key to survival of this spiritual warfare with Satan and his demons. Prayer is the utmost key, and it's the means of communicating or drawing close to the Creator. It says in Psalms 107, verse 27, At danger our courage fails us to running thoughts. So many of us, during a time of need, we have running thoughts. And as a matter of fact, that's all of us during a time of need or frustration, we have running thoughts. Thoughts about what to do and what not to do. But we want to be able to pray to the Creator to subside our running thoughts and give us wise guidance and counsel. 
In Psalms 107, verse 17, it says, There were foolish people who suffered affliction because of what they were saying. So remember, we don't want to engage in uh, foul talk or talk against the Creator because of His laws or what we have to do in order to persevere or survive. We don't want to go against His uh, rules and regulations with our mouths. We want to stay within our jurisdiction or our boundaries as set by the Creator. All right, that's it for the sermon. Now I'm going to go into the Bible reading. Goes to say at Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, verse we're starting at verse forty-three. The foreigner living with you will rise higher and higher while you sink lower and lower. He will lend to you, but you will not lend to him. He will be the head and you the tail. So this is because of disobedience of the children of Israel. Uh, what is to occur? All these curses will come on you, pursuing you and overtaking you until you are destroyed, because you didn't pay attention to what good your God said, observing his mitzvah and regulations that he gave you. These curses will be on you and your descendants as a sign and a wonder forever, because you didn't serve good your God with joy and gladness in your heart when you had such an abundance of everything. Good will send your enemy against you, and you will serve him when you are hungry, thirsty, poorly clothed, and lacking everything. He will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he destroys you. Yes, good will bring against you a nation from far away that will swoop down on you from the end of the earth like a vulture, a nation whose language you don't understand, a nation grim in appearance whose people neither respect the old nor pity the young. They will devour the offspring of your livestock and the produce of your soil until you have been destroyed. They will leave you without grain, wine, olive oil, or young, or your young cattle and sheep until they have caused you to perish. They will besiege all your towns until your high fortified walls in which you trusted collapse everywhere in your land, which good your God gave you. Then because of the severity of the siege and distress that your enemies are inflicting on you, you will eat the offspring of your own body, the flesh of your own sons and daughters, whom good your God has given you. Even the most gentle and sensitive man among you will be without pity for his brother, his beloved wife, or his surviving children, to the degree that he will refuse to share with any of them the flesh of his children whom he is eating, because if he did, he would have nothing left for himself. In the severity of the siege and distress your enemies are inflicting on you and all your towns, the most delicate and sensitive woman among you, so sensitive and delicate that she wouldn't think of touching the sole of her, of her foot to the ground, will so begrudge her own beloved husband, son, and daughter that she will secretly eat the afterbirth that comes out of her and even her own children as she bears them. So desperately hungry will 
she be in severity of siege and distress your enemies are inflicting on you and your towns. So here we see a gruesome scene of people eating one another. And it's the women eating their children or the foreigner eating uh, his own children and not sharing, which is something I don't think anybody wants to share in anyway. Uh, I know you don't. But this is uh, what will happen, what is to happen to the children of Israel. Eventually it took course because of their disobedience. It says, if you will not observe and obey all the words of this Torah that are written in this book so that you will fear this glorious and awesome name, good your God. Now, I one day, uh, because of the lack of evidence on the name of Jehovah, uh, included as an idolatrous name. But now they have uh, proof that Jehovah is the English translation of the name of good or Adonai. So we're going to... Uh, I'm going to start back using that because of the scientific proof um, that uh, that is the name of God. So you guys have heard that before. Just put it to the side. Then Adonai will strike down you and your descendants with extraordinary plagues and severe sickness that go on and on. He will bring back upon you all the diseases the Egyptians had which you were in dread of, and they will cling to you. Not only that, but good will bring upon you all the sicknesses and plagues that are not written in the book of the Torah until you are destroyed. You will be left few in number, whereas you were once as numerous as the stars in the sky, because you did not pay attention to the voice of good your God. Thus it will come about that just as once good took joy in seeking to do you good and increase your numbers, so now good will take joy in causing you to perish and be destroyed. And you will be plucked off the land you are entering in order to take possession of it. Good will scatter you among all peoples from one end of the earth to the other, and there you will serve other gods made of wood and Stone, which neither you nor your ancestors have known. So this is putting them at even a, a great obstacle or barrier, a great obstacle or barrier before them, because these are gods they don't know and just made up uh, the uh, demonic thoughts in the in the witch's mind or the parushim. And uh, these people could come up with anything: sacrifice yourself, your children and do things that you wouldn't ordinarily see the children of Israel would have to have dealt with if they uh, were to become disobedient to God, which they eventually did, and they suffered these plagues. And it goes to say, among these nations you will not find repose, and there will be no rest for the sole of your foot. Rather, good will give you their anguish of heart, dimness of eyes, and apathy of spirit. Your life will hang in doubt before you. You will be afraid night and day and have no assurance that you will stay alive. In the morning you will say, oh, how I wish it were evening. And in the evening you will say, oh, how I wish it was morning. Because of the fear overwhelming your heart and the sights of your eyes will see. It says, finally good will bring you back in ships to Egypt, the place of which I said, 
the place, the place of which I said to you, you will never see it again. And there you will try to sell yourselves as slaves to your enemies, but no one will buy you. These are the words of the covenant which good ordered Moses to make with the people of Israel in the land of Moab in addition to the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. So good here is not telling a lie when he said that they will see the land of Egypt again. It was to the to the disobedient because there's he has no dealing with the disobedient. You're no longer his people, so you're on your own. So he's not telling a lie when he said that they would see the land of Egypt and change again or try and show one another and change again. This is to the disobedient of them. All right, that is my rating for today, and we have to remember, we can't say that God is a lie because once you're no longer under his protection, his word no longer applies to you, nor your rules, nor his rules and regulations. <coughs> so remember this. All right, I'm going to close in prayer. Good, I petition you for the hearts of the brothers and sisters to be open to take in your law the accurate knowledge of the scriptures, to learn the Hebrew language so they're able to visit places that have the scrolls written in Hebrew, and to take in more accurate knowledge. And I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen.